0: the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. This is the High Hopes Podcast. I hope. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast just when you're out. They pull you back in, Jack. We were despondent after a horrific series against the Orioles that ended with a lifeless 11 to 4 loss. And now, uh, a mere three days later, a sweep of the Mets. And uh, if if I know my good friend, Jack Fritz, you're all the way back in, aren't you, buddy?
2: I, I just hope that you feel <laughs> – I hope you feel bad for doubting this team because I – well, I have to let you know that I never, ever – You, you du- would
1: never. You would never. You could never. never. You could, it's never a, not a would. It's a could thing. Like, you physically could never.
2: Exactly. So, I, <laughs> I hope that you feel bad. I uh, hope that you continue to feel bad. Here's uh, what you,
1: I'll say. <laughs> I'll get over it. All
2: right, <laughs> you gave up on this team just when they were really starting to find it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the nice part about the Mets series was that you like barely had to use the bullpen, and like the bullpen that you did use was the guys who are at least decently competent at their jobs. Um, well, at
1: least they look decently competent for, for, for a couple nights.
2: Yeah, it's all all it needs, baby. But like, man, I don't know. I'm all the I like. I they rake. They they, they they just they straight up break. Um, and honestly, this is the best Phillies lineup since '08. Like the best Phillies lineup since 2008. And so what if they're like the the 2006 Phillies or whatever? they're Just the you know hit a thousand homers and whatever. Their bullpen was terrible and whatnot. Like so what? You know at least the offense is back. At least the offense is like good. And at least we are going to have a fun offensive team. The, the we have Nolan and Wheeler. That's good. I think Eflin's in that mix, I think Arietta still leaves a little bit to be desired. Howard's got to come along a little bit, but at least, like at least one through, I would say six Now the Bones up, like at least they're a really, really good offensive team. I don't know, man. If they can out hit teams, if they can just have Nola Wheeler and Eflin and, and ha- like there, there's a makings of of this team kind of stabilizing a little bit. And honestly, I think. I think the 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 Ori- La- Oriole series might have been good for them because they seemed like, like Bryce after the game Friday night or maybe or uh, not Friday night uh, yeah Friday night he said basically like we were embarrassed like we were embarrassed after that Oriole series and rightfully so and just that brutal honesty I think I think the whole team was kind of embarrassed I think Girardi was embarrassed and I think that they they knew that they were better than that. And they came out and they showed the Mets that they they were better than that, and they they showed glimpses of the team that we were thinking we were getting when we opened the season.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great point, and I, that was you know the word that that kind of came to mind to me at, with this weekend was was resilience was coming back after that horrendous series and. And not just folding and, and, and fighting, and especially, you know, when that first game on Friday night is when Hector Neris blows and, to, and you come back and win it. And you come back in that game already with the JT home run um, that, you know, it just feels like like you said that they they fought and it feels like they they kind of found themselves a little bit, hopefully. And look, with a thousand playoff teams, you know, in each in each, uh, in each league, um, you know, they are really in it. And with a lineup like that and a, and a potential rotation like they have, and, and obviously we'll get into what we saw from Cy Nola and all that stuff and Howard and all that. But uh, I'm with you, man. Like if nothing else, you know, they, they don't feel like the best team in baseball or anything like that but they feel like a team that could be one of eight playoff teams legitimately and to the i mean they really do rake and that's the thing it's like and yes harper and romito are are a big part of it bryce harper and his 493 on base percentage what a sexy beast he is i love this guy and obviously jt is a monster right now but I mean, just as a team, really, I mean, the numbers are crazy. I think they've struck out less than any other team in baseball. They're, you know, top two or three in, in you know, a bunch of offensive metrics like Woba and stuff like that. Um, they've actually, you know, the the offense has not been the problem. It's been inconsistent at times, but I'm with you, Jack. I think you can, like, for, like in this weird season, the way it's set up, you can, quote, unquote, compete, to a point with this offense
2: 100 percent, and and it's what you said there about the, the striking out i think is the most interesting um most interesting part of this and i think a lot of this traces back to joe dillon and the work that he's put in um you know because that's what made that that nationals team so tough last year was that they, nev- they never felt like they were going to strike out, you know? And I, I understand strikeouts are not the most important thing anymore. Um, you know, it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like, well, strikeout doesn't really matter. You know, you're not whatever. I just think that I, I think striking out always matters. And I think it it leads itself to problems in bigger games. If your team has strikeout issues, like sure. In the regular season, striking out might not be a huge deal, because it's 162 games and water usually finds its level in the baseball season. But when it comes down to, to, to the postseason and it comes down to every pitch mattering and all of that, like you need guys that are going to put the ball in play. And you need guys that aren't going to uh, just just take daddy hacks and and just try to always hit the ball at the ballpark. Like you're gonna need guys that can that can grind out at bats and and put the ball in play and, and put some pressure on the defense. And I think the Phillies have done a really really good job offensively, especially in the Met series, of just putting some pressure on the defense. You know, I, I don't I don't like the bunting. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big bunt guy. But you know what you know what always bothers me with with you know how people talk about bunting and how they talk about the big inning is you know they say well you know by bunting there it's taking away from a chance at a home run and it's like yeah i get it but like here's the thing and this is what the analytics never i think can account for is the pressure that having base runners on base can it can do to a pitcher and it can get into a, a pitcher's head and it can just it can kind of make him think a little bit more whether it's a fast runner you know making him think about uh uh you know guy's at first base like holding him on and it may leave a pitch up and whatnot like having traffic on the base pass is always a good thing like i, I that's the one thing i, I, I one of the things I, I disagree a lot with it with with, with what analytics people talk about is they act like base runners don't matter and it's like they do it's it, it puts pressure on everyone out there to be perfect so, what I saw from them this whole series was that they were just doing a really good job of, of putting the ball in play and sure. Sometimes it didn't work out, but it just felt like it felt like they were the relentless ones, this series. And it wasn't the Orioles, like the series before like they kind of put the pressure on the Mets and um, yeah, like now that Boehm's here and I'm sure we'll get into him, but you know, the the the, the length of this lineup is just so beautiful right now. You know, th- they needed that one guy, behind dd or maybe even behind jt who could consistently drive in runs and It felt like there were one guy short. There were one guy short in the offense um, From getting that back breaking hit like bryce and jt had been unbelievable But the guys behind him had been a little bit inconsistent And if if teams are just going to pitch around those guys, you need someone behind them that can drive in those runs and it seems like Bohm is, is, is ready pretty much right away to step up and be that guy from Jump Street, which is which is awesome. And it just makes the lineup that much deeper. It should theoretically give Bryce and JT even more things to, to pitch at. Um, and I don't know. What I, saw to, what I saw this weekend was really just the makings of what I think could be a, a really, really good offense to, to watch for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. And now I'm with you, I think. You know, Baum looks super comfortable. Uh, that double um, in, was it, uh, was it today's game before the McCutcheon? Yeah, yeah, that was, was today's, today's game. game. I, yeah. I, they all spun together. But that double, like, that was just a great piece of hitting. I mean, that's the kind of stuff, and we're going to obviously dive into this guy as well. But that's the kind of stuff we want to see from Reese. you know, where he just takes a ball where it's supposed to go and doesn't try and pull it or, or you know, you know swing over it or whatever and, and just – takes it somewhere and and it just seems like he's a very confident smart intuitive hitter and you know it's like you could see why everyone's like oh he's going to be a 300 hitter he could be a 290 hitter or whatever you see it you know he feels incredibly comfortable for his age and his um, experience level in this spot in these spots so I've been really impressed with Boehm. Um we'll get back to the offense in a sec quickly let's get to the the pitching uh, from the weekend, and then we'll come back and, and talk about a few specific guys in the offense because um, I think Spencer Howard is, you know, obviously boom coming up, uh, you know, not the only top prospect. Up, but Spencer Howard, two starts, has kind of, you know, has, has shown flashes, has looked good, but has also ultimately results have not gone his way. What did you see from Howard, and are you at all concerned, or or is this just some, some early rust?
2: Uh, I'm not. I'm not concerned. I mean, it's his second start in the big leagues. Um, yeah, and I now, don't mean
1: long term. I mean, like for yeah. this season, really.
2: Yeah, I think he. I think he's learning that it's not going to be just stuff that's going to get you out to this level. Um, and honestly, like I've been, I've been a little bit disappointed because um, I, I think this stuff is better than what we've seen. I think because like, like, in following him throughout the minor leagues, like his stuff is, his stuff pops more than it's popped so far. You know, it, it, it's. It's looked okay, you know. The fastball's only been ninety-five. He's been up to ninety-seven, um, and even touching ninety-eight, ninety-nine in some of the the playoff games he was in down there. Um, and it, it's been it's been decently located. You know, he can, he he has control, but he doesn't have command. Like I don't think he'll walk many guys, but he doesn't have command within the strike zone yet. Um, and he, but it, it has good life to it. It's heavy, and I think. Once he figures out the other pitchers, it's going to be a, a real plus pitch for him. Um, but I mean, right now guys are just teeing off on the fastball because because he can't locate his other stuff and his other stuff is is good, not great. Um, like I, I I don't like his curveball at all. I mean it, it's it's got to get it's got to get sharper and it's got to get tighter because it, it's just kind of it's just at this point it's a get me over pitch. It's a it's a you're down 2-0 in account. Hey, let me th- let me th- break off this curveball and surprise you with it and whatnot. I just think that eventually hitters are going to catch up to it. Um, the changeup, I've actually been a little disappointed in. You know, I think it's a I think his changeup has the potential to be a plus pitch for him, and it just doesn't look like it right now. Um, and then the slider, the slider's is disgusting. I, he doesn't throw it enough. I don't know why. Like I think he's only throwing it like six percent of the time, and it's definitely a way better pitch than his curveball um it's hard it has late budding action you know honestly when I watch Spencer Howard I like I can't help but kind of dream on you know three years down the road or two years down the road um because I think all this stuff's gonna get tighter it's all gonna get better because he's one of those guys that 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 started pitching late in his career um you know he's a volleyball player in high school and he almost got cut from his from his college baseball team, you know he kind of is is learning how to pitch right now, and I think as 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 he grows and as he goes along, like his stuff's only going to get better. It's kind of like it's kind of like what a lot of scouts said about Embiid coming out was like he's learning to play basketball minute to minute, and that's how I feel about Spencer Howard. Like that's it's a
1: fascinating not... comp, Jack. That's a really fascinating
2: comp. Well, because I mean he's learning how to pitch right now and he's learning through two starts that you can't just blow guys away with your fastball. Like these are major league hitters. They will catch up to anything. Um, especially in today's game where they're figuring out how to barrel up every pitcher there is. So I, I just think that right now it's, it's not great. And it's, it's, Maybe it's because he's first time being up here. He had the blister issue. I don't really think that matters too much. You know, I think he'll be out there his next start. But you can just see the feel he has for all four of those pitches. And you can just see where it's going. And you can just kind of believe and dream on that. And I think it could be a little bit of a bumpy road uh, for the rest of this year. But I really think as he continues to grow and continues to – get confidence he's just going to develop into a really really good pitcher. and i think he's eventually going to be the ace of the staff for this year i think he's going to have some trouble um but i think in the offseason he's going to go and, and tighten up all his pitches and he's going to be really good so um not worried right now but or not worried long term but yeah right now i'm not i'm just excited to see the growth process
1: all right saturday again Nola's last three starts against three good teams, against the Yankees, the Braves, and the Mets. I believe it's 21 innings, 30 strikeouts, three walks. Uh, he has a .86 ERA over those three games. He's been, like, magnificent is really the word that comes to mind. But here's the question I have for you, Jack. Is he even better right now in in these three games and obviously he needs to extend it throughout the season and, and whatever, but is he better right now than he was in 2018?
2: Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, that's definitely a tough one, but I, I think you could, I think you could make that case because of, um, because of the, the, the changeup, you know, the changeup has been a real equalizer for him. You know, it, it was a, it was a okay pitch back at 18, but now it's developed into a pitch that he can throw pretty much in any count whenever he wants and, and have really good good action on him. And his, his changeup is now – it's it's moving in the same way that his, that his fastball moves. It has a nice little two-seam run to it, um, and which, like, back in 18, I'm pretty sure it just kind of – it kind of just dropped. But the, the changeup he's throwing now is kind of – it's kind of running and dropping. So, I mean – just from a just from a tunneling perspective, I mean, if if you have the ability to throw a two seam fastball um, and you throw it from the same arm slot and throw this as hard as you try to throw your fastball, and then you come out with a with a two seam changeup that has the same exact action into it, but it's ten miles an hour less, like that's just stupid. I mean, that's that is that is ridiculous. And he he he's just. It, it, I said it a lot. But it all comes down to that that fastball location. If he's locating his fastball, I mean he's he's just he's just really really tough to hit because he can just throw it wherever he wants. And for right-handed hitters, I mean a right-handed hitter facing an Aaron Nola fastball when it's when it's when he's throwing it to the outside corner, I mean it's starting three inches off the plate. So it's, you have to basically extend your zone to to go out and get that pitch, you know and. and what happened with his fastball last year? A lot was he would try to start it out there, but it end up just just coming right down the right down the middle of the plate, and he was getting crushed. I mean, just, he, his fastball was not a good pitch last year. This year, it's back to where it was. So, you know, I think um, I think it's fair to say he's back to to maybe even better than eighteen Nola, um, but you know that changeup has been just an absolute. Uh, game changer for him. It seems like he's gaining confidence in him, and I think that, I think that's one of the things that that Brian Price has definitely brought to this to this pitching staff is the emphasis on a good changeup. I mean, we thought it was going to help guys like Velasquez and Pavetta, but as we're seeing, it's it's helping the ace of the staff <laughs> be even better than he was. I mean, it's so funny because. There's so many people that are like, "Oh, well, i see Nola is like actually a 2 3 and it's like, "How about relax? Let's everyone relax here." I mean, Aaron Nola is still insane, and uh, yeah, it's he's he's definitely back, and like all his pitch values on like Fangraphs are like through the roof. I mean, just some just some ridiculous stuff by Nola, and it's like he's, he's it's not like he's facing jump teams. Like it's, I mean, it, it's it's Yankees, Mets. And who's the Braves? The Braves, like all in in three straight starts, and he's just mowing them down, Um, and just a just an absolute joy to watch. Um, And honestly, the most the most impressive thing I saw from Nola uh, the other night was it was like a it was like a one two count I think one two or two two, and JT calls for a fastball away, but he like literally told him don't throw for a strike, so he puts it like two inches off the plate. And God doesn't go for it. It's, it's a ball out of hand. And the next pitch, he comes back with a curveball starting in the same spot. And just like like Pete Alonso, just completely whiffed at it. So like to be able to have that much command of your pitches to where you can throw a fastball purposely for a ball and then start a curveball at the same spot and have it just fall right out of the zone, it's just... It's like... It's like I can't. I can't even. I can't even talk about it because it makes me so excited. It's like, mm-hmm. how can a how can a guy be so good at this that it's like, it, it, I don't know. I love him. I love yeah. him. I'm so, well, I'm so,
1: look the uh, way he's pitched the last three games, that is ace level pitching. Like I don't care what team, whatever. I mean that's top top tier stuff. You know you need to do that consistently, night in night out for the most part to be a true ace, obviously, but that's the type of stuff like he was in 2018 doing night in, night out. Um, I mean, that's that's an ace in any any way you wanna slice off an ace. I mean, he has been absolutely, like you said, dominant, confident, command of everything. Um, it's been impressive. All right, Wheeler, before we move on to some offensive related questions I have for you. Uh, Wheeler, um, uh, you know, kinda just keeps plugging along uh, nice outing again, seven innings to earn, whatever. But um, the strikeouts aren't, haven't really been there. A lot of ground balls, it seems. Um, is it something at all to be worried about with the no strikeouts or is, is this the Zach Wheeler we should, you know, kind of be expecting?
2: Yeah. I just, I think this is the guy we should be expecting <laughs> and uh, you know, strikeouts aren't everything. Um, but if you think, if you throw 98 and have his stuff, I would like to see See a little bit more more swings and
1: misses. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's honestly how I feel about Howard too. Like Spencer Howard hasn't really had many swings and misses either. Um, He's out. He's, he's given up a lot of hard contact, um, which is a little bit disappointing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Wheeler's like a <laughs> Wheeler's like a ninety-eight mile an hour ground ball pitcher. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's it, it doesn't make any sense to me. He's definitely good. I mean, he's
1: pitching well. Like yeah, you'll take seven innings two earned every time. I mean, give me seven innings with. The, are you kidding me? Please, Vincent Velasquez hasn't done seven innings two earned in. Five years.
2: I know? mean, how da- how dare you disrespect the Padre start. How dare you? How dare you? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, again today I thought he did a really good job with his fastball. Um, he was behind the. Uh, he was kind of slower to the plate, and he's he's definitely staying behind his his pitches, which is always the key. When he's rushing to the plate, I mean, that's when he's just gonna like his everything's gonna kind of flatten out for him. But yeah, it's it's weird because. With that stuff, it should be it should be a lot better. It's just, you know, he, he doesn't get swings and misses. Um, maybe there's some kind of because like his curve, like his fastball's electric, and then everything else is. I guess, I guess because he throws his fastball all the time, and and people are kind of hunting for it, then the, he's kind of getting a lot of early contact on it. So it's not it's not like a bad thing. It's definitely just weird. It's it's definitely weird, and I I hope. Um, I hope that it doesn't regress and and regresses to the mean and um, you know it starts getting hit around a little bit here, but yeah, I mean, f- listen, <laughs> we've watched a lot of bad pitching, and I won't complain about having a guy that throws ninety eight and <laughs> goes seven innings and allows two. Oh my two god, hard. no, yeah.
1: we were, we, dude. Yeah, I, I will. I will take it. I mean, really, we want them all to go nine for obvious reasons, but. Um, all right, Jack. Uh, a lot of guys I want to ask you about, um, offensively speaking. Um, quickly with Bohm though, because we we kind of touched on him, but you didn't really get to elaborate on what makes you feel so confident that he is um, going to be able to just keep this up. You know, I mean, we've seen a lot of rookies come up and and you know start off a little hot and then then quiet down and and look everyone baseball is a game of streaks everyone's gonna get hot and cold and all that but what makes you so confident in Bum's ability to be a successful major league hitter like right off the jump
2: well I think for me it's it's just it's just he's always putting the barrel on the baseball um you know he's getting a little ground ball heavy right now um you know he had a couple ground balls at the middle that you know double plays and whatnot and that's not great, you know. Eventually, he's gonna have to turn and launch on those pitches. Um, but I think I think eventually that's gonna get there. You know, same thing with same kind of thing with Howard. It, I'm kind of looking two or three years down down the line, and it just seems to me, you know, Boom, he, They're still working on 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 unleashing some of that power, unlocking some of that power. And right now, it, it, it's he's still he's still not really driving the baseball where they need him to be um but other than that like he just barrels it up he has competitive at bats i mean you saw the at bat uh last night i think where it was a guess like seven to eight pitch at bat against someone in the Mets bullpen that was pretty nasty and i was like this is this is different you know this is this is different you don't really see many guys come up and their ability to just work a work a strike zone, and 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 have that kind of an at bat. You know, it's kind of like when Reese came up. You know, Reese was hunting within the zone. He was he was working his counts and working his walks. But when he got the 3-1, he was able to to unload on some pitches and and do some damage. Um, and I think a lot of people <laughs> like. Like Alec Boone was the third, like the third pick in the draft. I mean, there's there's some level of pedigree here. It's not like a fifth round pick, and there's like you're worried about it maybe not lasting. I mean, Alec Boone was the third pick in the draft. Like there there there's a there's a legit legit bat in there, and I just his his ability to consistently barrel up the baseball, and you saw him go the other way um, today down the line. It's like this is different. I mean, it's. It really is a lot like watching what Worth was like. I mean, they they might have drafted Jason Worth, <laughs> literally Jason Worth, the third pick in the draft. And if I you're mean, getting that'd be great, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, if you're getting his like uh, age twenty nine seasons, you know, I mean, he again, he seems like a two eighty to three hundred hitter with twenty five home runs, and and one like maybe two years he'll have like thirty five plus and just go bonkers. But like the bat is just so. It's so good, and he just consistently makes contact. He hates striking out. I mean, he's just—he's just a really, really polished hitter, and I think the power is going to continue to come. But like, he is going to be the guy that other teams just hate because he's just—he's he, going to be like Rendon was, where it felt like Rendon was always going to have the back-breaking hit, and that's why I feel about Bone. I feel like Boehm is always going to have that hit that's going to just break another team's back. Like, like I think Harper's. I think Harper's great. Obviously, he's the MVP, uh, MVP candidate. JT, great. They're both great. But I think eventually Boehm's going to turn into the guy that's like. <sighs> You kidding me? We got to go through boom now, and, and like pitchers are going to have such a hard time going through. Now, obviously, this is contingent on on JT resigning and and this not being a total nightmare. But like pitchers having to go through Harper, Bohm, Harper Real Harper Realmuto, and then boom is it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a pain for these guys because that that's three really really high level outs that you're gonna have to get in most first or second innings. So. Um, you can just see it. I don't know. Like a lot of people who have been talking about Boehm over the weekend, have said the same thing. Like he just looks like a baseball player. He just looks like like the dude. And honestly, I couldn't be more in uh, after I saw his pregame eye routine. I mean, the pregame eye routine. That's something. That's the stuff of legends. I mean, he has to look at the, has to look at the flag or fi- find something and then do those weird eye things to like stretch his eyes. I mean, that's that's what elite elite hitters do.
1: It was pretty funny. It was super weird. Um, all right. You mentioned him in your answer about Bohm. Uh Rees uh, had a, his biggest hit of the season on Saturday that the bases loaded double um, still a couple one for threes and one for five. He had a nice RBI single where he kind of just went with a pitch and, and floated it uh, for a single in a center in, in today's game. But um, above the Mendoza, I guess that's, Something to celebrate where you at with
2: Reese? I I'm good with Reese. I look at you. Good. I I never doubt it. All Reese. in? All yeah, in. Nah, I'm not I'm not all in. I think people I think people are a little little too worked up. I mean, the homer streak is is annoying. I mean, it's been forever. Um, I mean, like, he literally hasn't hit a home run since like September 17th of last year. Um, and you know, don't love that out of our uh, supposed to be run producing first baseman. Um, but like at the same time works a good count I understand people get frustrated with it it doesn't seem like he's or it seems like he's just going up there looking for a walk and it is funny because I maybe I noticed it last night but he he, he drew a walk and he was like jogging out of first base and it almost seemed like he was like smiling or, or or sighing like did it again worked another one so maybe he really does just love to walk um but here's the thing it's like his on base percentage is over four is is over four hundred, which is pretty nuts for a guy who's been struggling like he has and I just think that if he still has the elite eye that he still has, he's eventually going to put the barrel on the baseball like the eye is still there like where 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 guys like Don Brown and prospects like that fell off is that they just didn't have a, they didn't have an eye. You know, they, they just start chasing every single pitch up and, and whatnot. Reese at least has a really good eye. He knows the pitches that he needs to unleash on. He just hasn't done a good job with them. And I know that's frustrating. But I think, I mean, like, it's a 60-game it's a season, so everything's magnified. But I think w- what I learned from this Mets series is that we c- we just can't do the every single night is, like, we got to just melt down. Totally. And w- totally. Because, because – it's ultimately it's baseball. Well,
1: and it's like, here's the thing. It's that because every game is rightfully amplified because there are less games and every game matters more and all that. I think that, and because we obviously didn't have Verso, and that every game got over amplified. Like it became too much where we were, Way, way overreacting to far small sample size, and again, a sample size that matters. We're over a quarter way through the season, and all that. Like it matters that they win games, but I think the like night to night insane reaction was probably a little over the top, Jack.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, which I mean, it's hard not to be when you're in the moment. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not and to be. To
1: be fair, to be fair through that period of games, it was a historically bad bullpen. I mean, the bullpen has been every bit as bad as we have talked about it being up until the last couple games. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but I think my, my takeaway from the bullpen is... Like Girardi did have to figure out who he could go to and where he can go to him and what spots he can bring guys in, Um, and unfortunately, it takes a little bit to kind of figure that out. I mean, it takes—it's going to take you some maybe ten games beginning the season to kind of figure out who you can trust and who you can use, and and unfortunately, it was very painful. I mean, it was literally awful watching the Phillies. Was not a fun a fun time, but I I I think. Over the weekend, we kind of are starting to see where he wants to use guys.
1: Uh, let's not get carried away though, because well, those
2: guys have still struggled. I mean, Tommy Hunter just because he had a good
1: outing last, uh, whatever it was, two days ago, doesn't mean I trust him. It doesn't. Adam Morgan's had a couple clean outings. I don't trust him again yet. Like I'm not there yet. I know. What I don't you're think saying, I don't think you have to. I
2: don't but, think you have to trust him, but I think he know he's started to figure out where he can you like use guys, like like. It, 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 it takes a little bit to figure out where to use it, and I, I think, think they—that's
1: s- fair. I think that's fair. But ultimately, I don't trust the guys to get the outs in any situation,
2: or at least consistently, mostly. consistently, yeah, yeah. consistently. But someone's uh, got to get the outs. I mean, well,
1: no, yeah. Thanks, Jack. Um, all right. <laughs> someone's
2: got to get them.
1: All right, uh, Kingery. Uh, sucks, back- sucks. Yeah, uh, so, Absolutely so sucks. So two hits back to back nights, not doing it for you at all.
2: No, they weren't. Okay. Even, they weren't. They weren't hits. I mean,
1: I mean, he's you're your starting center fielder. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So wow. Quinn,
1: Quinn, uh, let's hope it's not COVID obviously he report good for him for reporting it early, um, misses the game because he reports, uh, I think it was a sore throat and earache or something. Hopefully it's something else. Cause obviously once it's in the clubhouse, we know that that can spread quickly as we've seen. Um, so, uh, regardless, um, Hazley has the risk thing. Um it's Kingery now. He's your your center fielder. Yeah. And yeah, here, so nothing the two, it's not even no. a sign of progress. It's just I mean
2: luck. Uh, honestly what I what I the only thing I've talked myself into with Kingery is he's still coming back from COVID and he's not 100% yet. And I hope that there's something that can kind of click with him. And yeah, I mean, he's he's going to play center field for at least a little bit here. The, I guess Quinn can come back whenever as long as he tests negative. Um so maybe it's not every day, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be the center fielder. Um and honestly, dude, Jean Segura's defense is like really good at base. I know, base.
1: it's been wild. He's a good yeah. second baseman. <laughs> he's like he's a, a really really good he's second baseman. He made basement. a couple terrific plays where it's like, "Wait, what just happened?" you know? Gene? And I mean, DD is such a joy to watch defensively, like just joyful to watch. Uh, I love having DD out there um, quickly. Um, a, a couple more guys I want to get to, and uh, and we can get to a couple kind of in the same breath. Cause you just mentioned gene, gene and McCutcheon. It feels like of the guys who, um, you know, had kind of been struggling more. So the Reese Kingery McCutcheon, Segura, like the guys they really were counting on. Um, it feels like those two have started to pull out of it a little bit. Obviously, McCutcheon finally gets on the board home run-wise with a, that oh, yeah. monster shot today. Oh, um, it's beautiful. How are you feeling about those guys? And you were never worried about McCutcheon to begin with, but um, how are you feeling about Segura and McCutcheon?
2: Yeah, it does, you're right. I mean, it feels like those guys are starting to, to climb out of it a little bit. And you know what I love, and I think, I think it's important, and I think – um, it's something to notice, I guess, going forward when these guys slump. Is all of those guys, even Kingery, Hoskins, uh, Kutch, Segura, they've all made a conscious effort to go the other way um, to kind of get their swings back a little bit. I think Segura's done a really good job going the other way. McCutcheon, same kind of thing. Hoskins, I mean, we saw the, the, the basis clearing double on Saturday night was a was a rope uh, into the right center field gap, which. I didn't know if he knew how to do anymore. I thought he kind of just said only – I thought he forgot how it all worked. And did he did realize that there's a whole other side of the field. Um, but, yeah, so Kutch, I, I, I feel pretty good about where we're at with Kutch. You know, it seems like he's moving a lot better. Uh, seems like some of that rust is starting to come off. And, yeah, that, that, ball, that ball today, he wasn't even close to hitting – Two weeks ago. Like not oh, even. Oh,
1: no, for sure. Yeah, oh, not even God. close. And it, 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 he knew it was gone immediately. We knew it was gone immediately. I'm with you. It's great to see because he is such a, a catalyst for this team when he's rolling at the top of that lineup. So I think that could be really big. Like you said, I think the offense really is starting to click a little bit. Um, all right, couple last things for you, and then we'll get to your uh, take bag. David Robertson. Uh Like, I can't believe it, but it seems like the Phillies and him seem pretty optimistic that he's going to be able to potentially help this team in September, I would guess. Um, But again, you know, how good could he actually be? Will he actually have any command coming back in, you know, just about 12 months from the Tommy John? Um, How realistic is this in your mind?
2: Um, I mean, it's it's it seems pretty realistic. I mean, Fransky on the radio broadcast today said that the coaches were raving about his bullpen, um, and it, it seems like it just kind of seems like he's been super determined to get back because he's again, the the annoying thing about last year with Robertson was that Robertson had never been hurt before. I
1: know. Same with McCutcheon. That was what, like neither of those guys ever get hurt. You know?
2: Exactly. Uh... So I think he was really, really pushing to get back. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, he, it could happen. The thing is, I I don't know. I think he could physically get back to, to get on the mound again. I just don't know about the effectiveness. You know, it takes a, it takes a good amount of time to get the effectiveness back. Like he might be back to throwing 93, 94, whatever. I just don't know about the, the, the sharpness of his breaking balls. It would be a nice boost, but I don't think I can, Fully trusted and and be like, all right, Robertson's back day one, he's gonna be my setup guy. Like I just, I, I I can't, I don't think I can do that yet. um But hey, I mean, you never know. And I think uh his track record is that he'll be a good pitcher when when he's on the mound. Yeah, and no, would true. you would just be massive for this team. But yeah, but I, I can't
1: at this point. I mean, I'll take what I can get in that bullpen. If David Robertson can contribute. Uh, let's roll with it, buddy. What about sure. Vanimal?
2: I mean, Vanimal's hey, up at the 98.
1: I, I was going to bring that up. It's a great point. I mean, look, I, if I were the Phillies, I would talk to him too. I mean, if he's throwing 98, like, yeah, buddy, let's go. Uh, look, this, this team needs all the help they can get Jack. They need everything they can get. Um, all right. Last thing for me. And then we can, um, check your take bag and see if there's anything else from the weekend you want to hit on. Um, Matt Wilcock. I almost said Matt Wilk. That would have been that was less good. I'm tired, Jack.
2: I know, man. Matt, I
1: mean, Matt Wilcox. I know, okay. but
2: listen, it, it, they just swept the Mets. I know. It's, that's why it's I'm time. Here. To, it's time I'm to get here back for in. The
1: I hope listeners, but I will never lie to the IOPs listeners. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm getting it out. Hey. I love them, and that's why I'm here. And thank God hey. the Phillies swept because I'm tired, and I'd be in a bad mood if they didn't right
2: uh, and 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 i and and battling a hangover i mean i was battling wow,
1: what a, a what a hero you are I,
2: it was a nasty hangover all day what a hero i gotta what a i gotta hero. i gotta watch the fills which is great yeah. and I, this is this is my this is my hangover pod i'm, I'm really locked in I'm i feel really good at, <laughs> all
1: right well let's answer matt's question uh keep you know uh, filibustering and not letting me actually ask our listeners' question. If you care about the listeners, Matt says dilemma for High High Hopes Pod Nation: Which is the better powder blue jersey purchase, Aaron Nola or Alec Bohm? Jack, I cede the floor to you.
2: Ah, uh, it's come on, it's obviously Bohm. I mean, it's he's playing every night. It's twenty-eight. It's a beautiful number. I'm I'm all in on the powder blue bone. and listen you can stick out a little bit always good to stick out always good to make your presence felt and yeah I'll go with the I'll go with the Boehm jersey I mean sure the Nola one feels like more of a lock but you know pitchers are boring I've always said that
1: <laughs> uh, Aaron Nola is absolutely the correct answer I mean come on he's an ace we just talked about it uh, I love bum too but Nola's here he's our guy nope it's Nola it's definitely Nola. I need, I, I mean, need ultimately I, you should down the road, try and get both. And then you have 27 and 28 and you get the little, you know, numerical combo going, but, uh, it's Nola. It's Nola.
2: I, I need bones first Homer. Like, I got this. I didn't, I need to tweet out boomer so bad. I, I know mean, you're, you're, I, I,
1: you probably have it saved in your draft. Just, uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what do you got in the take back?
2: I really like Ruben in the in the in the booth. Me too. I, I think I, he's
1: doing a terrific job.
2: I think he's great. You know, yeah. I think he. I think well, it did, he did have the benefit of the doubt, or not the benefit of the doubt, but he did have the benefit of being on that Mets team. Like what was it two years ago? Yeah. So he he kind of been around a lot of those guys, which is making it's kind of like when Romo, like his first couple weekends uh, doing the NFL games, was like transcended because he literally just got done playing in the National Football League. And he just kind of knew all the plays and and how it all worked, and that's how I kind of feel about Roop. I don't know if he's going to be like a Tony Romo in the broadcast booth, but um, like he kind of he just got out. I mean, he was on the the Red Sox staff last year, so definitely has some benefits of of being around those teams and being around that Mets team and kind of where their thought process was. Um, but just some like really fascinating insights. Yeah. And even and a though a different
1: perspective. Like he brings a different perspective than the other guys that are in that
2: Yeah. Well and he just sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Totally. I mean, like he just sounds like a real baseball guy. Yeah. Um and it was just it was just really refreshing. I mean he's gotta, gotta bring up the energy a little bit, but it seemed like he was He seemed like he was like locked in and, you know, uh, on the home runs, he was getting excited and um, just felt like a a real Philly guy. So yeah, all in on Ruben the Booth. Um, Just some really, really good insights. And uh, I'm excited for the next one.
1: 100% agree. I, I literally, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think it provides a unique insight. Look, he's been a player. He's been a general manager. He's worked in the front office. He's, uh, you know, an assistant general manager to Pat Gillick, one of the great general managers in the history of baseball. Um, he has been a first base coach. Uh, he's been on the field level like he has a wealth of knowledge about this game that literally very few people on the planet do. And I think he's well set up to to be good at that job because I think he's very good at conve- conveying that knowledge, stories from his time and and experiences from his time into you know conversational type of things. I agree. I think the energy level needs to go up a little bit. I'm sure he's a little nervous. He hasn't done a lot of games and all that stuff too. So uh, I'm with you, Jack. I think uh, he's got a really high ceiling and, and he isn't close to it. He's, he's really good so far. I'm excited.
2: I mean, just so many prospects debuting, Howard, Bohm. Tomorrow, It's been, it's been <laughs> great. Right, uh, uh, Boehm's defense on the other hand, not great. Not it's, great. Yeah. Yeah. But if he, if he rakes, whatever, at least, at least he should be able to make like the simple plays. He's just never going to wow you. I don't think. Um, so it's, it's, it's fine, but it's definitely not smooth. I mean, it, it, he, the, thing, the looks thing awkward out there. It yeah. He, he's, out there. he's just too tall. I mean, he's too tall. Um, but I, I the thing I like the most about him is he he has a pretty ridiculous work ethic. Um, and I, I think he's going to work his way into being good enough. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to be a stud over there. But, yeah, it's definitely a, a work in progress, as they say. Uh, on the other hand, Reese Hoskins is, like, might be good at, at first base. You know, I thought he was a butcher, you know, last year. But it seems like... Seems like he's put in a lot of work at first base, and I've been really impressed. You know, I would like for him to maybe put in the same kind of work at the offensive side, but on the defensive side, I mean, he, that throw today was perfect. Um, you know, he's, he's made some nice scoops over there. I would like say a, he's fine.
1: He's, he's better- looking like a cat. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get carried away there. Looking like um, a cat. He's been better. He's been better than than he was last year. I think he's. I think he's solid. I think he's fine. Uh, you know, you can get by with him. He's not good. Let's not get carried away. He's fine.
2: Ah, see, you gotta you gotta start getting on. You gotta start jumping on boards way faster. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is what. Uh, what do you think about What do you think about Nappy wearing number seven?
1: Good for him, man. Good for <laughs> Nappy. I'm just happy for nappy. I, I, I just, I literally was about to say, I'm just happy for nappy. Let's move yeah. on, Jack. Let's
2: Good. Move on. I'm, I'm glad you're happy for nappy.
1: Let's move on.
2: Um, I don't know if I have anything else. Oh, I think that's that. about it. Okay. I think that might be it.
1: That means I get to go to bed, buddy.
2: I'm really happy for you. Uh, I'm really you know, happy to get to go to bed. I'm pretty
1: tired, man. Why do the
2: Phil- Why did the Phillies have an off day tomorrow right when they get out? Oh,
1: it's so nice. So, yeah, off day tomorrow, then uh, – some AL East action. They got two in Boston, then two in Buffalo in one day. So we have an off day, but we still have seven games this week. And then it's Atlanta in Atlanta this weekend. So Love interesting because there's a Phillies team that, you know, Jack, it's kind of crazy that that they've only played two road games so far. Was it one road game? Actually, uh, one road game so far in New York. So uh, we'll see what they do when they travel. We'll see how that goes.
2: Yeah. I'm going to need them to blow the doors off this Red Sox team. Please. Like, for Please. as much as we talk about the Phillies pitching, like the Red Sox pitching staff Dude, might be the worst I pitching staff ever assembled. I was listening to today, and he said
1: that uh, the Red Sox starter tonight, Mazera or whatever his name is, was their 11th guy they've started in 22 games. That's nuts. That's nuts.
2: So for as bad as things are here, it could be worse.
1: Yeah, so let's take them down. Uh, Yeah, just an
2: absolute beatdown. Yeah,
1: we need it. Uh, We'll be back to talk to you about it uh, later in the week. And uh, any final thoughts, Fritzy? Uh,
2: No, Uh, but we are over 700 reviews, so I appreciate it. And we're on the March to 1,000. I don't know what I'm going to do when we get to 1,000, but I'm going to cry i'm gonna cry tears of joy if you told me we're gonna get a thousand ratings when we started this podcast like i would have said you were crazy so um it's been a it's been a joy ride uh, i hope everyone enjoyed the sweep and james you may finally go to bed it's only ten fifteen, so it's a little early and i'm disappointed in how tired you are if you could please suck it up a little bit but james weekend, you a can go weekend. to bed now
1: <laughs> i had a long weekend all right um we love you i hope station um, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll be back later this week. He's for it, Tom South, and we'll see you later.